Welcome to Faith and Science. I'm Dr. John Ashton. Here in Australia, in the recent uh, census results uh, being released, it was interesting that um, fewer people were identifying as um, as Christians. Um, a lot more people were identifying as as no religion. Um, although there was other research that uh, uh, came out from another survey that suggested that uh, people still had had faith. I think uh, one of the things that has been, um, uh, you know, responsible for the decline in people perhaps believing in the in the Bible has been a lot of the uh, talk about, um, you know, the Big Bang Theory and, of course, evolution. I've spoken many times, of course, that about, um, you know, we now know that the, the biochemistry and the structure of living systems are so complex that random, blind mutations, chemical mutations to DNA could not produce all the new body parts. So, you know, so that's a given. Evolution actually is absolutely impossible. But just recently, there's been um, quite a bit of talk about uh, some different uh, astronomy uh, findings as as well. Um, one that I noticed when I turned on my uh, home computer the other day, um, there was a news feed popped up uh, about uh, Aussie scientists um, uh, and uh, working on making discoveries in the area of dark matter. Now, dark matter is uh, one of the essential ingredients for the Big Bang Theory uh, to work. And we were all told about the Big Bang Theory that you know, explaining the origin of uh, the universe and so forth. But it relies on a, um, the existence of um, a very large amount of uh, dark matter. Um, and that is mass or matter um, that... Uh, can you know produce gravitational effects and so forth that um, hasn't been detected yet, <laughs> and um, uh, one of the things, of course, is that the dark matter they claim is hard to locate because it doesn't absorb, reflect, or emit light, so it's hard to see. It. So that's why they call it dark matter, obviously. So one of the headlines uh, was, and there are different headlines reported, I noticed, in different um, local newspapers and uh, websites that Australian researchers have taken a step closer to solving one of the biggest mysteries of the universe. And uh, I think uh, this particular news feed went on to say, while science may still be in the dark about what dark matter is, it now has a better idea uh, what it is, thanks to the University of Western Australia organ experiment, O-R-G-A-N experiment. And so uh, the, uh, they obtained some uh, results um, and um, they've been doing a lot of research to uh, search for this hypothetical dark matter particle uh, known as axions. And essentially it was the results of a PhD student who'd been working in this area, um, essentially um, using their latest uh, technology that they'd uh, uh, developed, uh, a haloscope uh, detector, uh, they didn't detect any axions. <laughs> so, of course, dark matter is believed, according to the Big Bang Theory, to account for 85% of all matter in the universe, and it's supposed to have major effects on its, you know, the universe's structure and how it forms. 
And um, But so far, all the experiments to try and detect it, to find it, to understand it, have failed. And so it was interesting, though, that the result was reported in the media as a very positive thing. You know, well, you know, we've made this major breakthrough uh, with regard to discovering what dark matter is. Well, what had they found? They'd found that they couldn't detect any hypothetical particles of dark matter uh, with their experiments to date. But the, the claim is, well... That eliminates this particular hypothesis, so we need to explore other hypotheses now to try and explain it. So, when you when you look at you know the and I, I've spoken before about um, you know so many problems with the Big Bang theory, inflation theory. I referred to in some talks uh, earlier, uh, one on uh, I think the article in Scientific American on Pop Goes the Universe how. You know, the evidence for inflation theory is is just not there as well. Uh, and again, that underpins the Big Bang Theory as well. So, you know, so much of the experiments that were done, science is still drastically working in this area. Why? Because they need to have a mechanical explanation for the origin of the universe. Otherwise, the explanation is God. The, and the evidence for God in the structure and so forth and the laws of physics and chemistry is overwhelming, but they want to keep ignoring this. And, you know, to me this should be flashing red lights to people that there's a major, major movement to, you know, discredit the Christian faith. It's occurring in many, many areas, you know, from morals uh, through to, you know, whether it's biblical, you know, archaeology or whatever. There's just a major movement. And the fact that this movement is there should make people really prick up their ears. Why is this, this so much denial? You know, the, the creation around us of the amazing uh, composition and biochemistry and living things points to an amazing supernatural creator and supernatural creation because, you know, the laws of chemistry can't make living organisms from scratch. The, the chemical reactions don't go um, in nature that are required to make, you know, these organisms. They will only occur, you know, with existing catalysts like enzymes and this sort of thing in protected environments. So we have this, you know, overwhelming evidence and still there's this push to blind people to this overwhelming evidence for the existence of God. And it really frustrates me that we have generations now of young people or of people that have grown up believing these false theories. Um, another one that uh, was just in, on the 15th of July, 2022, um, oh, sorry, Monday the 11th of July, 2022, uh, NASA released the first of the James Webb Space Telescope's full-colour images. Uh, they're known as the Webb's Deep Field. And there was a lot of news about this because... This um, data revealed a lot of information and images, visual images, with unprecedented clarity of uh, very distant objects. Um, for example, uh, field the uh, the Webb's um, uh, telescope showed the galaxy clux, uh, cluster Smacks. 0723, that's SMACS 0723, and they claimed as it appeared 4.6 billion years ago. So, so once you 
hear these sort of, you know, claims being made in press releases, people automatically say, okay, well, look, you know, this star class is 4.6 billion years old. And then, of course, they, there are a whole lot of uh, news feeds that referred to, you know, the distant universe and they might be able to see parts of that that are, you know, 13 billion years old as the, uh, the age. And people say, well, hang on, doesn't the Bible talk about the earth being created only 6,000 years ago? You know, obviously it's not right. But they don't understand what is involved, what is involved with space-time. They don't understand that um, the calculations that are used to calculate these figures assume that the universe has expanded in a uniform way ever since the photons left that particular galaxy, and that is the particles of light, photons are particles of life, um, and that uh, for the duration of the photon's journey, the space between the telescope and that particular SMAX 0723 galaxy was homogeneous in terms of mass and the anisotropic um, speed of light. In other words, light in a particular direction. You see, because light... The, and the, is dependent on time because it's a speed factor and time. We keep forgetting time is dependent on mass. Time is dependent on gravity. Um, it, it, it's fascinating that um, the general theory of relativity points out that time does not exist without matter. Now, this is something that, you know, the average person doesn't sort of realise or think. As a matter of fact, you know, most science students don't, you know, think in these terms that time requires matter. Uh, it's a fascinating outcome of the general theory of relativity, which we assume is is correct uh, because so many things uh, are matched by this. And as I'm pointing out, more and more, when we get into deep physics, it more and more supports the, uh, the biblical uh, creation. Uh, one of the things that can be claimed, though, about the um, SMACS uh, 0723 galaxy is that it has a redshift value of about 0.39. And according to the Hubble redshift distance relation, this means that the galaxy is very, very far away. Remember when we say 4.6 billion light years, that's a measure of distance not necessarily of time that's passed. Um, and um, it's interesting that these um, galaxies actually distort space and time so that the light from behind this particular ga- galaxy cluster appears to travel on a curved far- path. So in actual fact, it has a lensing effect uh, which the scientists are, are taking ad- advantage of to understand what is happening even further out. Now, it's interesting that um, the Big Bang model says that the first galaxies created are the most distant ones, right? And so they are predicted to be in blue in colour, as they're said to uh, contain a high proportion of young, hot, short-lived, high-mass stars. Um, and also the distant galaxies are also predicted to have a lower level of metals and less formed structures. However, a number of the current observations don't follow these predictions. And it's interesting, one leading expert on distant galaxies, who that's Professor Carl Gazelbrook, 
he's at uh, the Swinburne University of Technology in Melbourne, uh, when he commented on the results of the web deep field, he said, we're seeing a wide range of colours that we haven't seen before in the early universe. It's not just a case of the early universe being young, blue and lumpy. It's more complicated than that. So here again, we see that this telescope is bringing forward results that aren't fitting the Big Bang model. So this is just further evidence here again. So it looks like these images will give the current Big Bang model more uh, problems than um, it already has. If you want to read about this, there's actually, um, if you go to creation.com, um, on the internet, googlecreation.com. Um, they've got uh, some comments about um, the um, these new uh, results from the James Webb Space Telescope, um, which is actually a telescope on a spacecraft about a million miles from Earth. And so that's why I can look further out into the atmosphere. And so the author, Scott Devlin, um, you, know, you know, comments on... Uh, uh, on this, um, there on that on that website there. So we know that um, the Bible tells us that God created the universe just straight out, and um, and also the Earth is uh, the centre of God's attention, and so it's likely to be somewhere near the centre of the universe. Now a lot of people get um, concerned about the um, this this time factor. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, it's interesting that according to general relativity, time does not exist uh, without matter. And the other thing is that matter greatly distorts the whole concept of time. So very high gravity, in the presence of high gravity, time slows right down. The measurement of clocks slows right down. Um, the adverse effect of that is that the faster we go, in terms of speed, that um, time also slows down. So we have some very, very interesting uh, aspects here in terms of um, understanding uh, space. And it's interesting that the Bible talks about how when God created the firmament, which is space, on the second day, he separated the waters from under the firmament from above the firmament, separated the waters and the, and the firmament was in between. And the firmament, uh, sorry, the waters underneath, they became earth. Now, it doesn't say much about what happened to the waters above the firmament, but we know that the stars on the fourth day in the and the sun and everything, were created in the firmament. So that suggests that there's a, a water layer outside or on the edge of the universe. And, um, I mean, we, we can't know for sure, but uh, we can have a theory, and it's interesting, uh, a Dr. Uh, Russell Humphreys, uh, a creationist physicist, has proposed that if there is this massive uh, amount of water that God made when and on day two when he separated and moved it out, that this would have a massive effect on uh, space-time. Um, and if the, the universe has a definite uh, size, uh, maybe expanding still because God talks out about you know, how God, I mean in the Psalms it talks about how God stretched out the heavens and so forth. 
then this a massive amount, if there's a massive amount of water on the edge of the universe there, that this can have a distortion of space-time uh, effects and could uh, affect uh, and you know our understanding of time um, during these uh, days of the creation week. Another uh, physicist, crea- creationist physicist, uh, Dr. John Harnett, has um, um, uses an aspect of Einstein's relativity theory and has also developed a cosmology. Um, and he's um, applied a concept that was uh, developed by the Israeli cosmologist uh, Dr. Moshe Kameli. Uh, he's dead now. He died in 2007. But uh, it's called uh, cosmological relativity. And uh, Kameli argued that to adequately describe the large-scale structure of the universe... In addition to length, breadth, depth and time, or the four dimensions, another measure or dimension was needed, which was the velocity of the expansion of space. And so this dimension has an effect on gravity and time. And so hence uh, the theory was called cosmological general relativity. You can Google that and and look it up if you're uh, interested. Now, Camille's ideas have been successful in explaining long-standing astronomical puzzles such as uh, the high redshift uh, red of supernovas and uh, galactic rotation observations, um, the uh, spheroidal galaxy anomalous dispersion and also the expansion of the large-scale universe. Um, and um, the other thing is that um, it, um, it, does, it doesn't need dark matter or dark energy um, but um, the interesting thing is that uh, Dr. Harnett realised that much of his theory worked with a universe with a centre um, and an edge because uh, 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 Carmelian relativity was originally proposed on the basis of the cosmological principle where you have um, a universe as more or less like a surface of a, um, a, a, a of a, a lesser dimensional object, and therefore it has no centre or uh, edge, and so that's the assumption of the cosmological principle, which un- was also part of the Big Bang theory, and the reason for that is that it gives uh, homogeneity to to space. Uh, if you have a centre and an edge, then uh, that uh, means that space may not necessarily be homogeneous. So this is um, you know, quite an interesting aspect that uh, much of um, that cosmology, um, Camille's cosmology, will work even if you do have a centre and an edge. Uh, secondly, if you have a centre and an edge, the acceleration of the expansion of space, such as could be expected on the fourth day of the creation week, would have a profound implications for time during that period. Time dilation results, but not due to a net gravitational effect. It's due to the enormous accelerated stretching. Um, and so um, it's interesting that um, a number of articles were uh, published on this um, uh, Dr. Humphreys uh, published an article in the Journal of Creation, Volume 22, uh, pages 84 to 92 um, of Issue 3 back in 2008. 
And um, you can also read up about it if, again, you Google uh, creation.com and do a search on dilation. Also, there's quite strong evidence for this in the Pioneer Anomaly. And um, uh, it's quite uh, fascinating how the Pioneer Anomaly really supports the biblical description of the universe. Now, the um, uh, Pioneer uh, Anomaly was um, a, uh, some measurements that were done on a number and um, found to be observed on a number of uh, spacecraft um, it uh, was a small but a strange deceleration of spacecraft that was observed. So it was observed for the Galileo uh, spacecraft, the Ulysses, and Pioneers 10 and 11. And there's really been no explanation for why those um, spacecraft uh, slowed down. But... Um, the uh, uh, Dr. Humphreys, that uh, creationist physicist, was able to explain the pioneer, the pioneer anomaly due to as being due to a change in the fabric of of, of space. Um, in fact, this anomaly could be the first local manifestation we have observed of the expansion of the com of the cosmos. Um, and um, the thing was that uh, Humphreys, in explaining the, um, the pioneer anomaly, as it's uh, been known, um, uh, used assumptions that violently contradict the foundation assumptions of the Big Bang, which says that the universe has no centre and no edge, uh, because in that model, the fabric of space would not change. Um, uh, whereas with the model where you have a centre and an edge, the fabric of space uh, will change. And um, so that's why even to uh, this date, um, and there was a, a, a paper published in uh, Physical uh, Letters, I think around about 2012, um, Physical uh, Review Letters by Slava Tereshve, um, that um, where they were attempting to um, explain the slowdown um, as part of uh, heat radiated in the forward direction by the spacecraft. Um, but even then, it only uh, could explain about a third of the anomalous acceleration and um, also, how come all these other different satellites that were out there, that were or spacecraft that were out there, how come they all slowed by exactly the same amount, although they would have had different designs and structures and therefore radiated different amounts of heat? And um, the other fascinating thing was that um, uh, um, Humphreys, Dr. Humphreys, uh, looked at the radar data that was published for the spacecraft showing the anomalous deceleration. And it showed the anomalous deceleration levelling out and not steadily declining, which they would have expected according to the Big Bang model. Um, the value um, 
that it levels out at is almost exactly the presently observed accepted value for the Hubble constant times the speed of light. As a matter of fact, it's even the results were even closer than in the early reports of deceleration. And so to have heat accidentally give a number with such cosmic significance, Dr um, Humphrey's uh, comment seems highly unlikely. And of course, Pioneers 10 and 11 were not the only spacecraft to show the anomaly. As I mentioned, Galileo and Ulysses also showed the same deceleration. It wasn't quite as clear because they weren't as far away from the sun. So um, it's quite fascinating uh, there. Um, there was an attempt, of course, to publish um, data. Um, uh, Tereshoff and uh, the co-authors of the article in uh, Physical Review Letters um, wrote to um, Humphreys and said that they were planning to publish more data that would support their claim. Uh, but uh, I did a, a Google search just the other day, and of course this original paper was published in 2012, and nothing was published um, after that paper that I could find anyway do it using Google Scholar. So it's quite interesting that all this work is being done um, to try and support uh, things like the Big Bang Theory, um, and um, it's all failing. You know, we can't find dark matter. As I pointed out earlier, inflation theory doesn't have support. And yet we're finding um, little snippets of information that are supporting the creationist model um, of um, there being uh, the universe having a centre and having an edge. And uh, we also see that these models, the creationist model, um, also explains... Um, and gives us some clues to the time problem. We don't really know what happened during that creation week, um, but we know that we that our understanding of space-time, the fabric of space, we're still just beginning to understand that. Uh, we know as we look at these different stars, they're not they don't fit the model of the the Big Bang anyway. And so the amazing concept of time being dependent on matter again puts us right into the sphere of God's creation of the universe in in six days. You've been listening to Faith and Science. And remember, if you want to re-listen to these uh, programs, just um, Google 3abnaustralia.org.au all one word, and uh, click on the listen button. And remember, there are a number of topics that um, I've covered in the past. That um, um, There's probably over 100 of uh, topics there, and as you scroll down, keep scrolling down. When you click on the radio on the listen button, keep scrolling down on faith and science. Uh, there's a range of topics there. Uh, and so please share these on your social uh, media pages um, and make people aware that there's overwhelming evidence for the creator God of the Bible. I'm Dr. John Ashton. Have a great day. You 
been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.